So we're in the quarterfinal stage of Stump by Q, and first up, we have a contestant who knows a thing or two about comebacks. Uh, he started off on Stump by Q by scoring zero out of five in his specialist subject in round one, but Heyman Brar went on to win that contest. In the second contest as well, he won his matchup versus Venkat by a whisker. But if there's one thing that he knows, he knows how to win. Hemant, welcome back to Stump My Q. It's the quarterfinal stage. It's the big time. How confident are you? Yeah, I know exactly what Hemant is doing. Hemant, this is what I have been doing for the last two rounds, building my opponent up. And I have heard Hemant's previous rounds and his level of deduction is perhaps as good, if not better than KK's. And as far as the result it goes, I think it was established. It was just a big upset. I am the Kenya of Stump Mike IQ in the 2003 World Cup. Mm-hmm. I am already happy that I've made it this far. It I'm Obviously, anybody who loses to me now is just, I mean, it's just a complete fluke. So, Hemant, I hope you have a good semi-final. And uh, as far as for my 5 out of 5 goes, uh, again, it was uh, sheer dumb luck. I challenged Gaurav Sundaraman and I uh, realized that if I limit the scope of the World Cup, I also limit the scope of questionings. Or rather, limit the size of the World Cup, then I limit the scope of questions. So, I've gone with the only other World Cup which had 15 games, which was the 75 World Cup. And if I by chance win today, there are no more World Cups left with 15 games. So I don't. <laughs> don't worry, Ranak. Just wait to hear Heman's topic. Mm-hmm. So, but before we get to Heman's topic, I would like to point out, and if my memory serves me correct, that if if Ranak is indeed the Kenya of the 2003 World Cup, that means he still has one more step to go before being knocked out, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. So Ranak has of course chosen the 1975 World Cup as his specialist subject. But the person who will be going first in this round is, of course, Hemant Brar. Hemant, what have you gone with? So I have gone with a 1999 semi-final between Australia and South Africa. Okay. The one where, yeah, I mean, we all know the story. We don't have to repeat it, where Kluzner hit two boundaries and then Alan Donald was run out. So I want to know, how does this work? He's picked one game. Mm-hmm. And- People have picked a decade or a World Cup or a tournament or something. So, like, what is the? This seems this seems like a no contest. It seems like Hemant has to get this right. <laughs> Trying his best to put me under pressure, Ronak. <laughs> but Hemant, the pressure is on you first. Gaurav has your five questions at hand. Take it away, G Stats. Great. So, uh, yeah, it's quarterfinal time. You can expect some um, uh, toughies and you can expect some uh, easy ones. Uh, yeah, so let's get cracking. Uh, first question, Hemant, on Australia-South Africa 99 World Cup semi-final. Which bowler had the worst economy rate in this game? Economy rate. There is no minimum. No minimum. You've picked a minimum specialist. <laughs> I'll go with Glenn McGrath. Uh, I'm sorry, that's wrong. It's Steve Elworthy who conceded 5.9 runs per over. Your next question. So, one bowler actually took two wickets in an over twice in this match. Who was this bowler? So, there was this particular bowler who took two wickets in an over twice in the match. Who was this? Alan Donald? Yes, it is Alan Donald Heyman. Good one. Uh, that gives you uh, one point. Your next question. Only two batsmen had a strike rate of greater than 100 in this low-scoring game. One was obviously Lance Klusner. Who was the other? Only two batsmen had a strike rate greater than 100 in this game. One was Klusner, who was the other? Shane Vaughan? Sorry, it's not Shane Vaughan. It's actually Sean Pollock, who scored 20 runs from 14 balls. Your first of your star question. We all know about the famous run-out which happened uh, where Mark Waugh will throw the ball to Fleming and Fleming throws it to Gilchrist and uh, Australia uh, qualified to the final. But what happened uh, before that ball was, there was another... Australian fielder who missed the run-out chance of Alan Donald. Uh, in fact, Donald will again uh, try to run and uh, he won't be able to make it back. But uh, the bowl, the fielder won't hit the stumps. I want you to tell me who this fielder was. Darren Lehman. 
Yes, it is Darren Lehman. Perfect answer. So obviously looks like you've got all the questions where you visually remember the incident correct than uh, any kind of uh, scoreboard questions. I'd like to state that that was a fairly easy star question given I also knew it. <laughs> your uh, last of your star questions. What exact reason? I want the exact reason. Did Australia qualify to the finals even though the match was at tie? Think and tell me. I want the exact reason. The match was a tie, but Australia because qualified. Because they finished uh, uh, ahead of South Africa in the Super Six stage. Good one, Hemant. I thought you will go for the head-to-head -head or something like that. That's a of a star question again. How can people not know on what basis South Australia qualified? Yes, I am shocked and disappointed. But he didn't get the normal question. So what might be tough for somebody might be tough for the easy for yeah. the other person. So but it's just that I don't mug up all the answers and all the scorecards, Canada versus Netherlands or all the 15 scorecards. Three with both the star questions, correct. I am leaning slightly towards Rorak because the last couple of months even I could have probably got given it a fair go. And Rorak the entire time during the recording has been pacing up and down. First, uh, he's probably, he was thinking of his own specialist subject. And when he heard the star questions, I think the anger built up a little bit. He's like, how the hell are these? Are My questions better be as simple. So Rorak, we'll see how difficult or easy your questions are. Your five questions on the 1975 World Cup given to you by G-Stats. Great. So I did uh, find some interesting trivia from 1975 World Cup, but let me give Ranak all his sitters first. His first question, who took the most wickets for India in this World Cup edition? Uh, most wickets for India in this edition, Abidali. Yes, Abidali it is. It gives you one point. I'm fairly sure you're going to uh, get your second point right away. Uh, who captained England in this World Cup edition? We, we in India know him for all the wrong reasons. Of course we know him. Ravi Shastri knows what his face looks like. He wanted to know why he was there when he didn't answer any questions during the infamous tour of India and South Africa in 2000. And therefore, uh, England's captain in this inaugural World Cup was the late Mike Dines. That's absolutely right. Uh, I don't see any complaints from you on the quality of questions now. Uh, <laughs> questions. That doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, who gets more matters? Your logic is flawed. Just because my questions I get doesn't mean that his questions were not easy. Were not not easy. Moving on. Uh, your third <laughs> question. West Indies and Pakistan played out a thriller at Edgbaston, which West Indies won by one wicket. The pair of Derek Murray and Andy Roberts added 64 for the 10th wicket. The hero of the chase was Derek Murray scoring an unbeaten 61. Although West Indies won this, the man of the match went to Sarfaraz Nawaz. I want you to tell me the reason behind this man of the match. It's such a good question, isn't it? And I was ready for it. So, uh, <laughs> this was obviously a remarkable uh, turnaround by the West Indies. But uh, they had a collapse and therefore it was expected that uh, Sarfaraz Nawaz and Pakistan would be get home. The adjudicator of the man of the match, I think a gentleman by the name of Tom Graveney, if I remember correctly, uh, watched the eighth wicket fall, that of Keith Boyce, and then left for the bar. He returned and only found out at presenting Sarfraz Nawaz the award that actually Pakistan hasn't won. When he was asked why Derek Murray, who was the obvious man of the match, didn't get it, he says because uh, if uh, the team that has won sec bowling second and the guy who's got the most wickets then he should be man of the match. So he had no idea until that moment that the result was different from what he had thought when he went to the bar. So that is why, unfortunately, in spite of Derek Murray's heroics, Sarfraz Nawaz was given man of the match. And what was Tom Gavini drinking in the bar? I think that's the only thing you, have, you haven't given me. <laughs> Stop it. Well done, Ranak. Looks like you're really prepared for this uh, quiz. But anyway, it's a famous trivia for our listeners. Those who don't know what Ranak gave was a brilliant answer. He gave the full explanation. Uh, these are weird incidents which uh, uh, you guys can uh, come to know of uh, from to this quiz. So excellent answer, Ranak. Two of your star questions coming up. I have taken only two wickets in my ODI career. Both these wickets came in this World Cup edition against the same opposition. The two wickets were key towards winning the match. I was the seventh bowler in my team. I did bowl one more instance in this tournament, but never got any wickets. Who am I? Okay, now I'm close to getting stumped. 
can you repeat the details again yes i've taken only two wickets in my odi career right both those wickets came in this world cup edition right. and it came against the same opposition the two wickets were pretty key towards winning the match i was the seventh bowler in my team i did bowl one more instance in the tournament but never got any wickets who am i oh i have no clue man but i'm guessing it's someone famous because if you have such an obscure question you would assume that uh seventh bowler so probably someone who is not in the team as a frontline bowler someone who bowled uh i just have to fathom a guess here uh and i do remember reading about tony greg getting a couple of wickets i can't think of any other famous person i know javed miandad bowled and did get a wicket but i don't think it was a game that they won he got clive lloyd i think uh jeez this is a tough one man with richards bowled but richards got a lot of wickets in his career and obviously we're looking for a non frontline bowler so i don't know who that is you've got me stumped man but if i have to just guess i'm going to just i guess i'm going to say tony greg well uh, this is actually your close friend ian chapel these are the only two odi wickets that ian chapel took in his career and both came against sri lanka that is a star question right gs your last of your star questions okay fine in those days especially the 1975 world cup since it was a 60 over game hear my question carefully it was 60 over game hmm. the matches were played slightly differently in terms of session timings you had two hours then they had a lunch then they had another session and then they used to uh, take a break for tea and then they used to finish the odi uh, so that's how odis were played in the uh, in the first two world cups or till the 50 over format came into play who was this first who was the first ever cricketer this incident happened in the world cup to score a century before lunch and it was considered a pretty big deal uh, in those uh, in those days so basically this cricketer scored a world cup century before lunch and he was the only cricketer to do so till i think 1983 who was this cricketer so basically there are about 6 or 7 century centurions in this world cup which i'm sure you you know so guess who you think could have scored the fastest one is there a is there a hint or anything to come with it on, on nationality or opposition nothing uh no i think we all know that uh that clive lloyd got a fast 100 in the final but clive lloyd would have batted somewhere in the middle so i'm just trying to think of whether he would have got his 100 before this i didn't know about this break by the way it's not part of the uh, <laughs> about all my detailed analysis you couldn't have okay. shown up first three questions you destroyed me with the i don't have an answer man i'm almost like all set to pass it because i can't think just of any guess one of the centurions yeah i guess uh i'm just i'm just going to guess because it was the fastest 100 in the world cup i'm guessing i'm going to say clive lloyd uh sorry ronak it's not clive lloyd it's alan no. turner against sri lanka who scored uh 101 runs from just 113 balls did you have that was that your second guess yeah, or something it would have been my second guess because it was an opener who got it reasonably quickly right. i thought when you were going by the lawyer logic it was perfect it was perfectly in sync that it should have been an opener and he was I like I, i hope you're proud of uh, some star questions that are actually worthy of being star questions so well done man well done at the end of no this point putting gorav under pressure now questions are already set stop it eman stop it and <laughs> Okay so Rorak after getting two star questions that were well worth their name wrong you finished with a score of 3 which is the same thing as Hemant has uh Hemant is ahead of obviously on that very metric because he's got both his star questions correct so at this point Hemant safe in the knowledge that you cannot lose this contest even if Rorak scores a perfect 5 out of 5 i'm going to ask you to leave the call while Rorak takes his general knowledge questions Okay Ronak not to put more pressure on you but in each of round 1 and round 2 Hemant has absolutely aced the GK round expected some easier star questions for me and some tougher star questions for Hemant but maybe that's an exact grind with uh, Gaurav later no the, the the one of the logic is the three easy questions were where he could just see the scorecard and answer they're straight uh, straight from the scorecard the other two yeah, star questions were those which, don't, yeah, which you cannot take it from the scorecard it's not easy and secondly the world knows why australia didn't why australia qualified so 
I love that uh, Ronak plays this very fine line of warring with the quiz master. He did the, he did this in round one. He tried to do it, I think, a bit in round two where he was a lot more prepared. But uh, I don't know if you have noticed, Ronak, but GStats is busy scribbling away at his notepad and he's probably making your GK questions even harder. Yeah, well, how? Let, let's see if we can manage. <laughs> let's see how you get on. If I yeah. lose on the star questions, I, I'm just saying that I don't wish to speak to either of you ever again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's see uh, where our friendship goes from here. Gstats, five GK questions to Ronak. Okay, great. So uh, obviously this is the quarterfinal. The benchmark will be a bit high, but take your time and answer. Your first question, who won the David Shepard Trophy in 2019? So of course this is the ICC Umpire of the Year Award, 2019. Yes. I know that Maria Erasmus has been part of the winning uh, uh, sort of winning the uh, thing in the past, but I don't think he won in 2019. So 2020, have they given one, given one out this year? Would you know? No, this is the latest one. Uh, okay, I think this is. I I know that it's not. I I remember covering this, and you know how much I love umpires, don't you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, right. So I know the Kettleboroughs won it, but he's not won it after that. Tharmasena won it. Um, I know how much you love umpires and I've asked you an umpire question. Now you can't blame me for this. I would have asked uh, Hemant the umpires in that uh, in that semi-final. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna, I, I think I know this because it's coming to me now because I know that it was just, uh, it was someone who had not I'm going to say Richard Illingworth. That gives you one point, Adana. Uh, well done. Your second question. Who won the first ever edition of the Women's T20 World Cup? It was held in 2009. Yeah, 2009. Uh, yeah, I remember this. Not because I have much memory or knowledge about women's cricket, but because I actually did this as part of my homework for the GK, thinking that if I have... <laughs> I, I just want to give you the award for doing homework for GK. Really, that, that yeah, I am very happy. I felt like I have embarrassed my, myself and my name by not getting stuff like Michael Hussey's book. And where the first day-night test in South Africa was played. And, and Eric, Eric Holly's. I have a lot of, uh, I have a lot of, but I want to make sure, see, one thing I've learned from the previous two rounds is not to rush my GK answers. I yes. think I know it, I say it, like I was all set to say Maria Erasmus for the first one. And then I thought about it. I remember that Richard Illingworth, in fact, got his World Cup semi-final uh, appointment last year. And I thought that was a bit surprising. Then I realized, no, he's had a really good year. He won the award and it came to me. So I'm going to allow myself the same deduction, even though I think I know the answer. T20 World Cup, I think I know it. I can't bet against it. So I'm going to say England. Okay, that gives you two points. Do you know where it was held? It was in England. I think that's the thing, right? It was a host thing. And whom did they beat? Any idea? Hey, what, you give me extra points now, making up for the star? No, no I just what? want to know how uh, much you went, how deep you went to prepare for this. With my homework. <laughs> I, I, can open, I can open my Excel sheet if you want me to. It's all this. <laughs> no, I can't remember the opposition. Okay, England beat New Zealand and England won uh, the World Cup. Well done, Nanak. Your third question. Who was the first Indian to score a test century on debut? First Indian to score a test century on debut. So you have to trace back a fair bit. But this is a quiz question because I remember asking this question at one point. This should come to me. Uh, I'm going by this purely out of uh, purely out of memory of quizzes. And I hope I've got this right. I'm going to say Senior Amarnath, Lala Amarnath. Well, if Ronak didn't get 5 on 5 in the specialist round, he's determined to get 5 on 5 in the GK round. It is Lala Amarnad, and this wow. is also India's first ever century, yes. uh, which is a, a so trivia that, for our listeners. That's the logic. The first I ever century by an Indian was also the first century on debut by Lala Amarnad. Well done, Ronak. If, if Heman doesn't get this, make this a star question. Don't tell him. <laughs> Moving on to your first of your star questions. Which cricketer who has led his team in World Cups has scored most runs in World Cup history without scoring a century? Oh my goodness gracious me. GS, you and your stats questions. This is a star question, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Which cricketer who has led his team in World Cups has okay. scored most runs in World Cup history without scoring a century? The cricketer has led his team to a World Cup win. I'm leaning towards uh, either Imran or Border. Uh, but I will see. Lloyd has a century. He's led his team to a World Cup win, you said, right? And we're yeah. talking about senior men's cricket. 
Yeah, and he scored most runs in World Cup history without scoring a century. Without a century. So I'm shortlisting it to Border and uh, Imran. I'll probably throw in Rana Tunga as well. Uh, you can even throw in all the other names, right? Yeah, I can Dhoni. throw in Dhoni. <laughs> <laughs> I can. Steve Waugh has 100, surely. No, he doesn't. Okay, Steve Waugh. Uh, suddenly the list is getting bigger and bigger. I, oh, Ricky Ponting is eliminated. I'm happy. Uh, and. Uh, what about Owen Morgan? Michael Clark is eliminated. Owen Morgan? Oh, God. I'm going to count the 40-50 runs he scored for Ireland in that 2007 World Cup. Mm. Michael Clark is there. This is a really good question. Most runs in World Cups without scoring 100. And he has, so it has to be someone who's played a decent amount of World Cups. A batsman would have scored a decent amount of runs. Funny enough, I can't remember Dhoni ever scored. So, obviously, he never scored in 2007. He, his highest score was that 19 in 2011. He did not score 100 in 2015. He did not score 100 in 2019. So all of a sudden, Dhoni becomes a very inspiring answer. Uh, I'm trying to recall what Border has done over the years. Hey, but guess what, Ronak? Your specialist topic was the 75 World Cup, and you said Lloyd scored a century there. So that, that that's one certain name that you can probably eliminate, no? Yeah, thanks, man. And Lloyd thankfully won two World Cups, so that is. Still- <laughs> so Lloyd is done, right? I'm not. Couple has scored 100. So that's three. Amazing. I like this game. Okay. So <laughs> couple scored that 175 at Tunbridge Well. So he goes out. Right. Uh, so we're down to Border, Imran, Ranatunga, uh, 99, Stephen Waugh. Stephen Waugh surely has 100 somewhere or the other, doesn't he? Or does he not have 100? This is so hard. I, I think anyone is going to get this now. Is there any other hint, Gaurav? No. Dhoni's not got runs. I'm not going to say Dhoni, even though I'm so tempted to say Dhoni. He's just. Had such a, he had a terrible 2011 World Cup. He did not get many in 2015. This whole without a hundred thing is just messed up. Just take a guess. Okay, I'm just gonna take a guess, man. Uh, Dhoni. I'm afraid it's not Dhoni. It's actually Arjuna Ranatunga with 969 runs. He's actually played a lot of World Cups. He played uh, uh, 87, 92, 96, 99. And interestingly, for our listeners, the second place is Mohamed Azaruddin. Third place is Michael Clark. Fourth place is MS Dhoni. So, in fact, a lot of captains have actually not scored. Your last of your star questions. Uh, this is really uh, this is a tough one unless you know your T20 cricket. Who holds the record for the most wickets in BBL history? This player has represented CSK, Rajasthan Royals, and SRH in the IPL. CSK, Rajasthan Royals, SRH. I know this. Okay. Uh, because I've done a lot of BBL fantasy stuff, which I thought nobody watched, but it's finally come to you. So, okay. This is my redeeming question. I get right, and I at least get seven, which gives me half a chance of beating Avon. Because I do get, I, I think he will get this question for sure. All right, Can so I have the answer first? No, no, no. I know this, but I'm not going to say the answer first. You know what happens when I say the answer first? I get it wrong. SRH, Rajasthan, CSK. Oh, thank heavens for these useless conversations I have with former cricketers. It's... Okay, first let me give the answer, because if it's wrong, no point giving this story. I'm going to say Ben Lachlan. That gives you one point? Yes! Okay, so I'll tell you the story now. It's a great story. So, uh, Brad Hodge was... My my dear friend Brad Hodge was coming down for this road safety series, which is the last bit of cricket that was played here before, uh, you know, the world uh, went into chaos and cricket went into chaos. It was interrupted, right? And I remember uh, having a bit of a plan with uh, Hodge to meet up. And he said, Ben Laughlin might come along. And I said, why is Ben Laughlin playing the road safety series? I remember him playing the Big Bash League. And isn't he still pretty good? Like, isn't he good? And that's when Oji mentioned, yeah. So we decided Ben Laughlin will come in. And uh, yeah, he is good because he's just, he's become the all-time big bash wicket taker. Now, I don't know if it happened in this season, but I remember discussing this at some point with him. He fits the bill for uh, for SRH and Rajasthan. I don't remember Ben Laughlin playing for CSK. Okay. But, but uh, yeah, but that's the guess I made. So thank goodness for these pointless conversations that I have. And it's at least given me a chance now. Thank you, Gaurav. So after getting the last question right, Ronak has finally got one star question correct. But that gives him a total score of four in his general knowledge round, which means, Hemant, that he has scored a total of seven out of ten. You, of course, scored three in your specialist subject round. It's it's very simple for you, Hemant. Anything, a score of four, and you are through to the semifinals of Stump by Q. Hemant, your first question who won the David Shepherd Trophy in 2019? Is there such a trophy? 
this is where knowing umpires and respecting the job profession of umpiring comes in handy you know you're giving him clues right and this we're not going to stop like he's got a yeah, he just got a clue what do you think what do you think the david shepard trophy goes for <laughs> <laughs> who won the david shepard trophy in 2019 hemant okay let me think uh, maybe some best umpire gets it okay. some best umpire somewhere okay maybe icc calls it david shepard trophy okay fair enough now go for the guess that mm. is so what happens in the finals also karthik i would like a special episode where i come up with a set of questions for guests right and i'll collate them from all the sort of guests okay. okay so interestingly ronak you're not the first person to ask me that because this day before yesterday fidel fernando the one who you beat in round 1 messaged me saying Karthik, it'll be damn good fun. Just get me on the podcast, and I've prepared five match referee questions for GS to answer. <laughs> oh man, that one question is going to haunt me for the rest of the my cricket okay. career. <laughs> I'm completely blank here. I'll go with uh, I don't know, man. Kumar Dharmasena. Yeah, he did win it though, but not in 2019. It's Richard Illingworth. Ah, your next question, Himant. Uh, This could give it on at the win. Who won the first ever edition of the Women's T20 World Cup? This was held in 2009. I'll go with uh, Australia. Is that your final answer? <laughs> Ronak is trying to hide his expressions. What do you mean final answer and all? Huh? Why would he give you a a, a, predup, a non-final answer? Why would he say? <laughs> okay, man, take it. Final answer. Okay. <laughs> as ronak prepares for the 1987 world cup for the semi final round we must say that uh, he is actually won this round yeah i mean i would have i would have bet everything that ronak is not someone i would have predicted being in the semi finals and especially after beating fidel in round 1 karthik krishnaswamy in round 2 and now another stat genius hemant brar in the quarter finals this is I'd outstanding like, thank you my friends i'd like i'd like the phrase king slayer for me <laughs> Yeah, or giant killer, pick, pick, whatever you like, because uh, I want to play the underdog to the end. But yes, I'm so happy, Emant. You're a genius. You know way more cricket than me. It's just that I happen to know some really dumb questions. Who is the first Indian to score a Test century on debut? Uh, Lala Amarnath. Yes, it is Lala Amarnath. Well done. This was also India's first ever century. Uh, your next, your first of your star questions. Which cricketer who has led his team to a World Cup win? has scored most runs in world cup history without scoring a century i'll go with imran khan no i'm afraid it's not imran khan it's actually arjuna ramatunga <laughs> then uh, your last question is in the history of big bash cricket who has the most number of wickets this player played for csk srh and rr respectively uh, no idea but since i have to take a guess i will go with shane watson oh i'm afraid that's wrong it's actually ben loflin and uh, Yeah, Ronak got it. He has a very impressive story of how he got this answer, which you can uh, hear uh, later on. Yeah, and congrats once again, Ronak. Thank you so much, Hemant. Like I said, sheer dumb luck. So what's great about Stump My Q is that Ronak Kapoor has the biggest bone to pick with our quiz master, despite the fact that he is in the semi-finals of this competition. The underdog story goes on. So the first person to walk into our stump my cube booth for the next matchup is a player who went through three rounds of overtime in round two. Devan Sen, have you recovered? No, actually, I've just become a bit more uh, panicky about the whole thing. So hoping that I keep my cool, whatever happens today, because <laughs> clearly it was a bit. Too nerve-wracking for anybody's comfort. Listener, if you, if you, if you haven't heard of Devan versus Shamia from round two, firstly, what are you doing in the quarterfinals? You're jumping a step, and secondly, I would suggest that you go back and listen to that contest because it was it was epic. I mean, it's obviously a spoiler that Devan is here, but it was still something that's very well worth listening to. Devan, what is your specialist subject that you have gone with in your quarterfinal clash? Yeah, so just like G Stats has a sort of everlasting romance with the 1996 World Cup, the corresponding one for me would be the 1992 World Cup. Even though I think age-wise we are more or less of the same vintage, so I've gone for the India-Pakistan game from that because that's really the most prominent game that an India fan can remember. And uh, it happened on a weekday, so I remember going back from school and 
watching roughly the last you know hour and a half or so and yeah since the years have gone by it's become a pretty like you know prominent memory so hoping that i remember most of it hmm is this one of those games we did a retro live for at cricket for during lockdown like possible i think you did yeah yeah i think i think we got a lot of flack because we started with pakistan's victory in the 1992 world cup and then we went on a run of only india beating pakistan and all the other world kids all the world cups in fact one of the broadcasters here was showing that only yeah. the time <laughs> okay so your opponent today is uh, matt rola matt of course i mean I would think that he's a favorite but he's been knocking out some of the fan favorites that we've had it was Anisha in round 1 it was Paul who was Paul Muchmo who was extremely extremely upset to be knocked out in round 2 but here's Matt Roller in the quarter finals of Stump My Q welcome Matt thank you very much yeah i think i am um, i don't think i've i've quizzed at my best so far but um, hopefully i'll peak at the back end as they say um you know find some form i feel like i got a, a bit of a free hit last time thanks to uh, paul freezing on the big stage so hmm. uh, this is this is my chance to to prove myself yeah and let me guess your topic is the blast 2021 22 you're going to predict what's <laughs> going to happen no i've um i've i've broadened it out a little bit this time i've asked gore after ask me um about england players playing in overseas t20 leagues in the last four years um so it could be anything really um depending on how niche he's gone i'm i'm could be on for a nought or a five mm okay so that that's an interesting subject so on one hand we have uh, india versus pakistan at the 1992 world cup and on the other hand we have england players playing in overseas t20 leagues that second topic gaurav sundaraman is something that i would think that excites you uh, not really i was just telling uh, mad it's pretty hard to actually research mm. and get questions on this because he's focusing on only england players in overseas t20 leagues so to even go and search for the question you need to first figure out who the players are or what what they've done and and they don't play much you know apart from the blast so it was actually a pretty tough uh, set for me to set i've tried my best uh, the quality may not be Uh, as good as what uh, i would i ideally wanted for the quarter final so the challenge is towards gorov as much as it towards matt as well but matt deban will be the one who'll start first because we'll go alphabetically deban your topic is of course india versus pakistan from the 1992 world cup gorov has set the questions take it away ji stats great so uh, deban let's just get cracking uh, your first question uh, only one bowler conceded in excess of 6 runs per over in the entire game who was it uh amir sohel that gives you one point it is amir sohel well done uh, was that a guess or you kind yeah, of yeah guess just an educated guess good stuff your second question this should be relatively easy who was the last batsman dismissed in the match uh the last batsman dismissed in the match was waseem haider yes that is uh, gives you two points pretty straightforward your third question which bowler bowled the most wides and no balls in this match Yeah, this I remember because it became a talking point as well right through the World Cup. So this was Wasim Akram. Yes. Do you know the number? I think he bowled uh, nine and all. Perfect. It was five wides and uh, four no balls, I think. So that's well done, uh, Deban. Two of your star questions coming up. Which batsman faced the maximum balls against which bowler in this game? It's point five uh, for each. Uh, it's a star question, so based on that, I'll give you your star. So I need you to tell me a batsman name and a bowler name in the entire match. One bowler faced the most number of deliveries against which which sorry one batsman faced the most number of deliveries against which bowler. Thanks to uh, ESPN Cricket Post Retro Live, I was able to go into ball by ball, which wouldn't have been the case otherwise. <laughs> yeah. So- Purely looking at the kind of uh, innings that were played out, my guess would be for the batsman, it would be probably Javed Miandar. I would uh, want to hear the full answer before uh, I yeah. tell you. So I'll go with Javed Miandar facing um, Tendulkar. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Wow, that's a brilliant answer. It is Javed Miandar facing Tendulkar. Interestingly, he faced 33 balls against uh, Sachin Tendulkar and hardly scored uh, much about, uh, in those runs. So, brilliant answering, uh, Devan. I thought this this would get past you, considering its deep ball by ball data information. Yeah, just guess again, just a guess. Well, well done. You do know your 92 World Cup well. Your last question. I made my Test debut in 1990 against New Zealand. I took one wicket in this particular match and did not score any runs. I went on to play ODI cricket for my country for another six years. 
who am i debut against new zealand in 99 yeah, yeah. i know not 99 i made my test debut in 1990 against new zealand oh, okay. i took one wicket in this particular match and did not score any runs i went on to play odi cricket for my country for another 6 years who am i uh, again a guess uh, venkatapati raju it is right i don't know how your guesses are uh, spot on you could have gone for anybody from pakistan also i never said it was from india so well done deban that's five on five and you have one foot in the semi finals extremely good job deban is this have you made it back to back five on five in specialist subject I guess so. Yeah. Wow. Now that's stunning. At first, I thought so. We are of course recording on Skype, and at first, I thought it was Matt Rollo's profile photo. But now I realize that's his video, and he's just frozen in shock and awe at the task that is there ahead of him. Matt, there is no way you can beat the Bayern based on that one-round performance. Maximum you can do is match him. Let's see how well you and even our quiz master Gaurav. no englishmen who play in t20 franchises abroad so matt you've chosen uh, english players in overseas t20 leagues from the 2016 world t20 till date so this is the time span all your questions are related to that time span which english player has scored the most runs in the pakistan super league in this period yeah that's a tough one um i'm trying to think of someone who would have played most of those seasons uh and the name that's sticking in my head uh is uh David Milan so I'll go with him I'm afraid that's wrong I think he was second it's Jason Roy who leads the pack your second question who's the only player to play the world T20 final in 2016 and also play the IPL final in Bangalore in the same year basically he played back to back finals He's the only player to have played the World T20 final and the IPL final. Um, let me think. So 2016 was Sunrisers RCB, I think. Um, and if that's right, which I hope it is, uh, then it would have probably been Chris Jordan. Final answer. It is Chris Jordan. Well done. He did play for uh, RCB in that year. So uh, well worked out uh, Matt your next question uh, this should be relatively easy for you i have played for the following franchises komila victorians rangpur riders and peshawar zalmi my best batting and bowling performances came for the same franchise the last t20 match i played was earlier this year who am i i played for the following franchises komila victorians Rangpur Riders and Peshawar Zalmi my best batting and bowling performances came for the same franchise my last t20 match was played earlier this year who am i by earlier this year does that rule out them having march, played march 2020 interesting um that okay that rules out um anyone who's currently playing in the last or has been playing in the uh England T20Is um Camilla Rangpur and Peshawar yeah the last T20 was March 2020 okay i'm thinking of names like well Bapar has played in the blast this year so's Vince so's Tyler Mills oh um it's a guy who is currently injured so he's missing the blast which is Liam Dawson. That gives you one point. I thought this was relatively easy for you and you did manage to get <laughs> it. You're still in the contest. Your two star questions start now. Your first question, who holds the record for the highest individual score by an English player in the BPL in the time span you have mentioned? I know Milan got 100 there earlier this year. I don't think he went on past 100 necessarily. Um, I'm trying to think who else has been there and done even remotely well because it's notoriously difficult to bat on, um, and I'm struggling, um, which leaves me again second time. Mars is going to be David Milan again. He did score a hundred, but that's not the highest score. The answer is Laurie Evans, who scored ah. 104 runs from 62 balls. Your last of your questions. I've asked BPL, I've asked IPL, I've asked PSL. What's left? It's the BBL. Only two Englishmen have taken four or more wickets in the Big Bash League in this time span. 
One of them is Tom Curran. Who is the other? Four or more wickets. Yeah. That's a very low bar. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. <laughs> this is tricky because I know Tamar Mills has had an awful time in the Big Bash generally, and has been spanked around. But I think he would probably even still have taken four wickets. To be to be fair, um, just to let you know, not many have actually done this. Yeah, in the innings. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant overall. Um. <laughs> um. Okay. Oh, that's why you meant it was a low bar. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking um, four is pretty high in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The name that's leaping out is uh, Adam Rashid because he had a great season a couple of years ago, and I'm just going to go through and try and think whether anyone else would have. Um, I don't, I don't think you'd be mean enough to make Jordan the answer twice. Joffre Archer is the other name that's coming to mind, um, who obviously has done very well with Hobart. And that's a tricky one between those two. Um, or it could be David Willey. There's three quite strong candidates there. Or it could be someone really left field, like, like ooh. Um, Tim Bresnan is the other name I'm thinking. So it's a, a way up between those four. And I think I'm going to go with David Willey. Take a risk. In one way, I'm glad that none of the four options you had is the part of the answer, so you won't feel really bad. It's very interesting. Liam Plunkett for Melbourne Stars uh, in 2019. I, I didn't even remember him actually playing the Big Bash League yeah. for some reason, but yeah, it's Liam Plunkett. So a tough topic, uh, I guess. Uh, it's not that easy to set questions apart from uh, where the answer is the player. Wow, that's uh, three incorrect answers. Both star questions wrong for Matt Roller. Devan Sen, you know that we're going to ask you to leave the call now, but you will go off knowing the fact that you could win this by chest your round one score. Yeah, I must say that's a very brave sort of topic selected by Matt and good questions from Gaurav as well, because the whole challenge in such a situation, I mean, it's a pretty vast swathe. So I was just fearing that has any English player actually played in uh, Afghanistan or Nepal during this time. Because <laughs> that would have really made it even more difficult, I guess. I, I really like the way that Matt, Matt worked out some of the answers. All right, I'll see you guys on the other side. So, Matt, Devan mentioned challenge, and you know that there's a massive challenge ahead of you. You're behind by three points and on the metric of star questions correctly answered as well. So, I think I. Think your aim needs to be a perfect score in the general knowledge round. Any lesser than four, and you're in trouble. Yeah, I need to, to avoid an innings loss, really. So, Matt, uh, your favorite topic again. Which two bowlers bowled the first ever super over in T20I? Super over, not the bowl out. First ever super over in T20Is. Both bowl have the same bowling discipline, if that helps. So, both. If both are left-arm pacers, they both are left. Like that's what I mean by same bowling discipline. Do you know which two teams played the first super over? There's a game I'm thinking of, which is New Zealand West Indies, sort of late noughties, early 2010s. Okay. Probably late noughties even. And I think if it's the same, if you're giving me the hint, it's the same discipline. It's probably not going to be right-arm medium. Um, I, I have a I have a hunch it's slow left arm and I think it might be Victorian Ben. You made me smile when you went with this answer. It's absolutely spot on. Well done. Well worked out. It is Victorian Ben. Your next question: Who holds the record for the fastest World Cup century? Men's ODI World Cup century. Um, gosh, it was it was Big Kev in 2011. But has it been broken since is the question. Um, 2015. Mm, did Maxwell break it? Jeez, this is a tricky one. Um, I'm gonna stick to I'm gonna I'm gonna back my Irish heritage and say big Kev O'Brien. Always go back to your roots. It is Kevin O'Brien. Well done, Matt. That's two on two. Your next question: who's the current sponsor of the Sheffield Shield? The name of the company shares its name with a famous cricketing family. Um, Marsh. Did that clue help? Yeah, I had a couple of options floating in my head and that one sealed it. Great. So uh, maybe in the first round, I would have just asked who's the current sponsor of the Sheffield Shield. Now I've started adding clues. Well done. It is the Marsh Shield, three on three. 
your two star questions come yeah because... at this stage basically gorav what's happened is matt roller has equal devan's performance so he's got a score of 5 except now these are the important questions because matt as you know as it stands you're still behind devan on the metric of star questions answered so you need these right at least one of them right to make it a contest for devan let's uh, test your cricket history uh, matt uh, i've asked you a lot of current affairs and now it's going to be cricket history which i try to include for our listeners uh, almost one question every set so who captained england in the fir- their first ever test so which is basically the first ever test match played um jeez <laughs> <laughs> people should know everybody knows about charles bannerman's uh, innings from the first test but who actually led who are the two captains i don't even i didn't even ask ask you the australia one australia one is slightly tough so who captain england in the first ever test it's either you know it or you don't yeah sadly i don't um, okay i'll go with it's someone called is something like it'll be some victorian style name you know it'll be something like william parker let's go with william parker i just love that answer for whatever it's worth <laughs> william parker sounds so uh, perfect for this kind of an answer but it's wrong it's actually james lillywhite uh, who uh, was the captain of england tough one there but yeah cricket history is something which everybody needs to know and your last question again stark question take your time it's a stark question think an answer chris gale topped the run scoring charts in the 1998 under 19 world cup okay chris gale topped the run scoring charts in the under 19 world cup in 1998 his teammate was also the joint leading wicket taker in this competition the player in question went on to play over 80 test matches and 150 odis who is this player who was the joint leading wicket taker in the 1998 under 19 world cup there a lot of clues there that's a lot of games um, yeah not many would go on to play 80 tests and 150 odis that too for west indies in this era so there are a lot of clues in there yeah the, the two but the i would again of... want to just let you know that this is a star question and this is the quarter final so put all that together and then guess your answer <laughs> yeah there's a handful of names of like sort of bowlers that i don't think would probably have made the cut off people like fiddle edwards tino you know, best uh jerome taylor probably probably yeah this was the 1998 under 19 world cup so yeah. the time frame should well, also be uh, helpful yeah so i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna use the fact that this is the last question to mean it's probably gonna be a sneaky one um so i'm gonna bank on uh, a part-time leg spinner in ramnaresh one i think kartik this is one of the most outstanding answers in stump mike iq i don't know how he got there is it because of my clues or whether it was because <laughs> of uh, whether he had a hunch i don't know but it's a brilliant answer matt you've kept this uh, uh, particular quarter final alive ramnaresh sarwan it is who we all know for his batting skills he was actually the joint leading wicket taker in the 1998 and the 19 world cup and how can we not have a question with chris gale and ramnaresh sarwan <laughs> I was actually here. I think the fact that I I knew about their spat from the uh from all the the beef they had at the Tallowers earlier this year. I sort of put his name in my mind and I thought it's just an outside chance. Devan, so welcome back to Stump My Q. Matt Roller has made it a contest. He scored 4 out of 5 in his general knowledge round. with one star question correct that gives him a total score of 6 you of course had a perfect score in your specialist subject which was india versus pakistan at the 1992 world cup so you already have a score of 5 with two star answers correct that means deban you just need one right to guarantee a spot in the semi finals all right g stats without further ado give deban his five general knowledge questions great so deban uh, um, like most of my other sets this covers a wide range of uh, cricketing topics though I expect you to crack at least a couple of these questions. Uh your first question, which two bowlers bowled the first ever super over in T20 ice? Both had a similar bowling discipline. 
uh, by bowling discipline, both are left arm pacers or right arm medium fast or whatever, right arm spin or left arm spin or right arm spin. Both of them basically do the same thing. So which two bowlers bowled the first ever super over in T20Is? Do you have an idea which two teams played that? Not really. Okay, then it's going to be hard. Any further clues? No. Mm. Matt got this, did he? Yeah, he did. So let me go with a with a guess, I suppose. Uh, Mohammad Amir and Trent Bolt. Uh, you just got one team of the two, right? It is uh, actually the first super over was between New Zealand and West Indies, and it was Daniel Vettori and Suleiman Ben. Your uh, second question: World Cup cricket. Who holds the record for the fastest ever World Cup century? Kevin O'Brien. Is that your final answer? Okay, I just saw a little reaction from uh, <laughs> both Karthik and Matt, so I have second thoughts about it right now. Um, yeah, I think I'll stick with Kevin O'Brien. I like the fact that you didn't go by facial reactions and all that, and you stuck to your gut. It is Kevin O'Brien that gives you the win and a spot in the semi-finals. But let's complete the formalities. Who is the current sponsor of the Sheffield Shield? The name of the company shares its name with a famous cricketing family. Richardson? Sorry, that's wrong. It's the Marsh Shield. Your next uh, question, uh, first of his star questions, uh, Devayan. Who captained England in their first ever test match? Uh, was it Lily White? Yes, that it gives you uh, another point. Well done. I kind of, I was fairly sure this is the one question you will definitely answer, if not the other. So... James Lillywhite is the right answer. Yeah, and your final question, Deban, slightly tough one. I'll still uh, ask you the full question. Chris Gale topped the run scoring charts in the 1998 Under-19 World Cup. His teammate was also the joint leading wicket taker in the competition. I know the play. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and the answer is. Amnarish Farwan. Wow, that's a good answer. It's not that tough after all. So, Matt, the question which I said is the be- Matt's answer was Ramnesh Sarvan after a lot of thinking. And somehow, uh, I felt that was the best answer of Stump My Q uh, so far. But looks like you have just aced it. That is an outstanding performance by Devayan Sen. Eight and Gaurav, he's got all four star questions correct as well. He is arguably the favourite heading into the semi-finals. I know we still have two more matchups to go. But congratulations, Devayan. Matt Roller, it's been a pleasure having you on. A score of six is nothing to scoff at. You have done really well uh, to read so far. But Devayan was just that bit better than you today. Yeah, cheers, guys. Beaten by the better man, I think. Uh, <laughs> best of luck in the semis, Devayan. Thanks, thanks, Matt. Good, good stuff. Great answers. Thank you so much, Matt and Devan, for joining us on Stuff My Q. As always, for the questions, thank you, Gaurav Sundaraman. We'll see you next time.